We're off to Nicaragua, and I think we all know what that means. Miresh loveliness. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. As I said to you in the opening, I love this farm and I love this family. Uh, Finca Limoncillo is located in Matagalpa and is 171 hectares of hugeness. Um, it's an uh, amazing location, boasts nine waterfalls within it uh, and is owned by the loveliest family, not just in Nicaragua, in fact anywhere that you can go. Um, I'll go as far as to say they're amazingly close friends, uh, but they're also well-respected producers in Nicaragua and they're super well known for their experimental work. Experimental in processing, experimental in varietals, experimental in delivering cherry and in running the farms. It's absolutely fantastic the way that they manage to um, just try new things. And the fact that the family are friends helps me drill down into the details uh, of what they do on the farm because uh, I can pick up the phone and talk to Eliane or I can email Erwin or email Dr. Maresh. So, um, it's really good to have the extra information which allows me to show what good people, the good people who are growing this coffee. So on the farm, for instance, they pay their staff 30% more than the typical minimum wage for Nicaragua. They provide free housing for over 60 families. They provide free electricity and running water for the workers' homes. And in fact, the electricity comes from uh, hydroelectricity um, uh, generators within the waterfalls on the farm. Um, they provide free food for all of the workers. So at lunchtime, uh, I went to Mama Mina this year where they were making uh, 1,600 tortillas. Um, that's a lot of tortillas to make. Um, uh, they provide free daycare uh, facilities for families to use if they want to. Um, they provide free healthcare facilities so they have a nurse come into the farm um, a couple of times a week. And they also employ an on-site teacher who educates uh, not just the children, but educate the workers in things like pottery, weaving, um, giving them a chance to diversify their skills, learn new things. Um, and the teachers who come are paid twice the wage they would receive in the cities because it's so difficult to get a teacher to come out to the farm and work. So real commitment to education, healthcare, and better conditions for the people who work on the farms. So paying a good price for a coffee isn't just about paying the producer, it has to trickle down to the people who are working there too. So I'm going to focus a little bit on the cupping scores of this coffee because if you look at it over the last years, it's actually started to come down a little bit. Um, but it's still a very respectable 88, which is a super fine coffee. But has it got worse? Well, actually no, it's actually remained super consistent. The quality of this coffee continues to be very good. What's happened is this led to a little bit of a recalibration of my cupping scores because things have got better around it. So you end up changing a little bit on your scorings. Nicaragua is a tough place to find a high 80s coffee. This is still something amazing from Nicaragua for such a, a large production coffee. Um, and this is a lot because of its lower altitudes, because it's mainly cooperative based. But we're lucky enough to work with somebody like the Maresh family who managed to nail it year on year. Um, but like, it's, just, it's interesting, this, I noticed when I was doing uh, the planning for this in my mug, how much that had changed. So I'm going to go through the cupping scores for this one. So the, um, the first one is clean cup. Um, 
And I give this a seven. And now that comes down to really good, consistent processing. And that hasn't really changed. Um, the sweetness, I gave it, uh, I think it's a 6.5. Now, 6.5 is better than average, but it's not exceptional. It's not great. It's like a good sweetness. Uh, and the same for the acidity, I gave that a 6.5. And again, this is a better than good acidity, but not quite an exceptional acidity. Uh, mouthfeel, I gave a 6. Now, this coffee isn't meant to have a big mouthfeel. It's a washed coffee. 6 is still very good. The flavour, I gave a 6.5 to. Now, that's because I enjoy the flavours that come through in this coffee, and it's just how transparent it is. Um, aftertaste, uh, I gave a 6, which again is good. The balance, I gave a 7, because I feel it's incredibly balanced with its acidity and its sweetness and its body. Um, and then I gave it a 6.5 on overall. What does overall mean? Well, overall is a chance for me to give it a little bit extra love. Um, and I really do enjoy this coffee. It is uh, something that's been with us for a very, very long time. So that's our cupping scores. So this coffee takes not too much roast. So a little after first crack occurs and a little bit before second, it's about then that it's time to drop. I've also found that a quicker roast time of around nine to 11 minutes is the perfect sweet spot, sweet spot to bring out the lovely caramel whilst really bringing out the tart green apple acidity. One thing I do know about this coffee is it rarely changes. In flavor notes, in the way that it roasts, it's a fairly unusual thing for a coffee to be Mr. Consistency. Friends, we have some very grave news. I understand there's been some cheating going on in Steve's Fun Bag Challenge. <laughs> Luke, explain yourself! <laughs> have you been practising? Maybe. Have you been looking at jugs where they fill up to and knowing how much 250 grams is? Maybe. Well, I'm about to rock your world oh, because right. that's this week's one. <laughs> and okay, just to make it a little bit more complicated, it's half Peabree and half normal. So right, okay. cheats never prosper. <laughs> this is very important. You have one minute, 28 seconds to beat. Okay. There's your jug. Okay. Your time will start when I say go. Okay. I said go. You wasted time. <laughs> <joking. All> right. <laughs> Ready? Steady? Go! Yep. Oh, an interesting technique. Oh. Red bag, done. There's a technique going on here, Luke. I'm impressed. White bag done. Oh, I like the precision here, not speed. It's good. And done. Time, please, timekeeper. 45 seconds. That's not bad. I thought it was slower than that. Oh, okay. I thought it yeah, was. no, I think you were being very precise, so... Bag has to be 250 grams. Anything under or over, seconds get added on. 282 grams, so plus 32. I'm feeling confident yeah. here that I'm going to be okay. This one's now. lighter, okay. so this one's definitely lighter than that. 
236. This one feels even lighter. 235. Hang on. Those two, mate, that's great. Always undersell the customer. (laughs) Never overfill. What was that, 267? That one was... Oh, 282. So, our total pleased, Mr. Totalizer. One minute 46. I'm disappointed. So we'll put up on the screen now the leaderboard to see where you slot in on that leaderboard. But um, all I can say, it's not top. (laughs) Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. So something you guys really like about this new format, apparently, is you like my espresso recipes. Now, I've always been reluctant to give espresso recipes in the past because people follow them verbatim and then go, this coffee's not very good. Espresso recipes are something to give you a ballpark, somewhere to start. I really want you to still experiment with coffee, but I'm going to give it you again. So I put 18 grams of, 18.7 grams of coffee in, tearing my portafilter, weighing it. I then weighed my shots uh, and I got 35 grams of coffee out and I took 32 seconds from pressing said button to getting 35 grams. Now the reason I've done that is it's a slightly longer extraction, like extraction time because I want to bring out lots of the sweetness that I know this coffee has. So let's try it. So in the cup for me, this makes me think of toffee apples. On the front end, there's juicy green apples, which then turns into this sweet, sticky, kind of caramelly toffee um, and finishes with a beautiful white grape-like acidity. Um, so I love the fact that we have this coffee from Eliane and Irwin and Dr. Maresh, who I still can't call by his first name because, um, yeah, he's just, he's a legend. I actually only found out that his first name was Irwin when I wrote my book. You're going to hear a lot about the book. Um, and that was in the last few months. Um, there's a lot, few people in life that I can't call by their first name. Um, and uh, normally because they're a legend. And um, yeah, he is a legend. And the family are amazing. They're good people. They're cosy. They sell great coffee to people like yourselves who I hope are also good people. Um, it's a beautiful relationship and friendship and I'm very, very lucky to work with them. Thank you very much for joining me. And as always, do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee. Cool barista pose. Right. Ah! Toffee green.